Hallelujah. Hallelujah to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be glorified in this place, Lord. We are gathered in your name. Hallelujah. We want to, we want to get in your presence, Lord. Father, we want things to be different because we've come into your presence. Lord, mold us and make us. Touch us, Lord. Draw near to us as we try to draw near to you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Lord God, let everything that goes on the rest of the time as we're gathered together in this room and the next, wherever we are together, Lord, let all things be of you. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You could be seated for a moment. I just, I, we're going to pray again, I, and we'll pray, I don't know, as the Lord leads, we'll pray more. But I just wanted to share something with you. Um, not too many weeks ago, the core group of the church got together, the leadership of the church got together, and um, um, we agreed upon sending, uh, helping other um, ministries with funding, and we agreed on a handful of ministries. And um, one of them, as you know, is we're partnered with in a couple of ways with Pastor Eddie uh, Reyes, and uh, so we, uh, they did receive our funds, and um, I just want you to um, listen to a message that Pastor Eddie sent to me. I think it was uh, the other day, maybe Friday. Pastor Tony, you do not realize what a blessing this offering was and has been. I get choked. <laughs> I'm such a, I'm such a wing. <laughs> Amen. I had to thank the Lord for being an on-time God. It arrived at such a crucial moment. I was praying for the Lord to supply, but not, did not want to call you. He didn't have to. God, amen. Hallelujah. Suddenly, my daughter called me and told me that she had deposited a check from Pastor Tony. And I said, praise God. He met our needs and answered our prayer in the exact moment that was beyond needed. Hallelujah. The Lord continue to bless you and your team. He knows this uh, seed is being used for the kingdom and the needs of these people. The number of people we get to touch and the physical needs are, um, are ongoing, but our community is not only giving, um, giving their lives to the Lord, but they are also seeing the ministry facilitated as a lighthouse. I partner with you in the kingdom during these end times. Thank you for being used by God. Thank you all. That is, that is God moving. Amen? Because we are a community. Hallelujah. 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 That, for some of you who may not know, that's a ministry right now that's going on in the Dominican Republic. Uh, we have specifically sent that uh, for Pastor Eddie and Miss Wanda to use there. Hallelujah. I want to read something to you. Please bear with me. I'm going to do a little bit of scripture reading today, so I hope that doesn't um, disappoint anybody. And for those of you who are watching online, we appreciate you and so glad that you're joining us online. I pray that if you're close enough to be with us on Sunday, you should gather with us. And if you're, if this not this church, if we're not conveniently located for you, please find a church that's preaching the truth that you may be part of that body. Amen? So I'm going to read from Psalm 22 right now. I'm sorry, Psalm 122. Please forgive me. Psalm 122. 
I was glad when they said to me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. There are tri- there tri- where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel. Did you hear that? To give thanks to the name of the Lord. For thrones are set there for judgment, thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces, for the sake of my, of, of my brethren and companions. I will now say, peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Do, do you understand all of that? That is, that, that is a psalm, and that psalm obviously was written many, many, many years ago, many centuries ago. But it still holds true even today. My brothers and sisters, I don't know if you're keeping up with what's going on right now in Israel. They are under attack on every side. I said to you last week, and it didn't take um, me to be operating in the prophetic to say that whatever backing that Israel had would be just short-lived because world sentiment would be turning against them. What I didn't realize is how many um, colleges, how many cities, um, not just in our country, but specifically in our country, but across the the Western world would be um, siding with a, a people that slaughtered babies and innocents unprovoked. And I don't want to, I did share with you some things last week regarding the politics and, the, and all that, and I won't do that today. Let me just say, my brothers and sisters, while Israel right now in their current state are not following and worshiping God, they've rejected their Messiah, they still are God's chosen people. And during the Great Tribulation, which is about to come, there will be many of them that will be saved. Most of the people, in my opinion, most of the people that will be saved during the Great Tribulation will be Jews. But they're going to have to suffer. But here's also what I want to say to you, and as I will continue to say, we who are here who are not Jews or who are Jews because we've been grafted in, Christians, those who have us who have acknowledge the Messiah, Jesus, those of us who understand that Jesus is God. This battle is against us as well. Its focal point seems to be there, but it's against the whole Western culture. When these people are chanting for death to Israel, they're also chanting for death to America. Why is that? Because they hate capitalism? No. They hate our God. They hate our God. What bothers me a lot, my brothers and sisters, is that for a number of years, um, churches have let things get away. And, you know, maybe we were guilty. I don't know. I just know that for the last, I don't know, 40 or so years, you know, we've gotten lazy, we've gotten complacent. And because of that, we see so many young people chanting for baby killers. So many young people in our own country, saying things that they don't even, I don't even know what they, they I, I think that they don't even realize. They're so ignorant, they don't realize what they're saying and what they're doing. The same thing with all of these 
other specialized groups, LBGTQ and all that, they're chanting for them and all that. Don't they understand that if they were to live their life in that society, they'd be thrown off of buildings or they'd be murdered? Don't they understand that? Because it's not like it hasn't happened because it has. My brothers and sisters, I'm not going to continue to... Um, I'll get to the message like last week, and I, and I hope the message will, uh, again, be contemporary to the extent that we need to understand where we are on God's timeline and these events that are happening is part of that. We are called to live in such a time as this. If you are a born-again Christian and you are following Jesus, then there are things that we should be doing. So I'm going to ask you in a moment here, to either stand, sit, if you can stand, stand, if you want to kneel, kneel. But let's get in a position and let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Oh, but Tony, you know that there's going to be a great tribulation. Yeah, I do know that. But even in the middle of that, there will be some that will cry out to the Prince of Peace. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, And to be honest with you, that's what's going to happen. Amen? So let's pray. Our gracious God, our Heavenly Father, glorious Jesus, how we love you, but more importantly, Lord, we know how you love us. And even equally as important, Lord, we know how you love your people Israel. So, Lord, right now we bind our faith together and we cry out to you for Israel. Father, they are secular. They don't follow you. They've They've turned their backs from you. In a lot of ways, they mirror us. So many different philosophies, so many different things being taught, preached, lived. But there's one God. His name is Jesus. So Lord, I pray that in the middle of all of this chaos and for the tribulation that's about to come, Lord, I pray that you would make yourself known. I know that there are messianic churches, that there are churches in Israel right now that understand that Jesus Christ is their Messiah. I pray, Lord, that in the middle of all of this, that our brothers, our our Israeli brothers and sisters, will will be kept in the middle of peace. Lord, I know there's going to be suffering. I know that there's going to be trouble. But, Lord, even in the middle of all of the suffering and trouble, I pray that you would comfort our brothers and our sisters. Father, let it be like Stephen, that he's able to look to you even as he's suffering and see you looking down on him. And Jesus, be God for every one of our Israeli brothers and sisters. Jesus, we pray your protection over Jerusalem. Somehow, some way, Lord, your will be done. Your kingdom come. In your great name, Lord. And so, Lord, as we continue this service, as we continue, Lord, to honor you and ask for you to tarry here with us, I pray that what comes from this pulpit is only from you, by you, by your Holy Spirit. In your great name, Jesus, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Folks, I'm going to start in Luke um, chapter 21. And... 
Um, it's uh, everything that we'll, we'll say today. You certainly have heard it from this pulpit, and many of you have already been Christians for a number of years, and you'll know. But my, again, my prayer is that for such a time as this, amen? So in Luke 21, um, this, is, um, this passage is similar in all the synoptic Gospels, so you could find uh, this also, this particular time, in uh, Matthew and Mark as well. But we're going to be uh, looking at it from Luke chapter 21, beginning in verse 5. And I'll try to read some and summarize some as we go. Verse 5, Then as some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and uh, donations, he said, these things which you see, the days will come in which one stone will not, shall not be left upon another, that shall, not, that shall not be thrown down. So they asked him, they being his closest disciples, they asked him saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? One question. What, will the sign, what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And he said, Take heed that you do not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he. And the time is drawn near, therefore do not go after them. But when you hear of wars, commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first. But the end will not come immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines and pestilence, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things... They will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and, and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, I, what Jesus, I, I believe, because Jesus in this, there's like two basic questions. In Matthew, I believe, and certainly in Mark, there's like three questions. You know, um, when will these things happen? When will Jerusalem fall? Um, what's, when is the sign of your coming? When is going to be the end? That kind of thing. When's the end of the time? So there's several questions that Jesus is answering first. I believe in that first little part, Jesus is alluding to you know, like the end times. And now he says, but before these things happen, something else has to happen. And now he goes into, and I'm going to not read it to you, but he goes into when he talks about them being arrested and all that other stuff. Now he's talking about the sack of Jerusalem. He's talking about how one stone is not going to be turned upon another, and that actually happens during most of their lifetimes. That happens in, in about 70 A.D. So now he goes into, for the next few verses of, uh, of that, um, then in verse 25, I'm going to pick up now in verse 25, and then there will be, see now all Jerusalem falls, and then he's, now he's going to talk about the signs in the end of the end times again. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, and on the earth the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Hallelujah. So now, my brothers and sisters, this again, I, I, I don't believe that this is speaking of the rapture. And as we go further on, I'll, uh, hopefully it will be apparent to you as well. Now, when, they, when these be things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and the trees. When they are already budding, you'll see and know for yourselves that summer is near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Now, in this particular case, some people say, I've heard in the past, I don't know if this particular scripture or other ones, well, that means that when, you know, um, whatever, Jerusalem, this and that, what he's saying is when these signs start to really intensify, 
that that in that that generation, it's going to happen within the next forty years. Usually, in the Bible, it's talking about forty years as a generation. Um, but anyway, now God, maybe God is speaking a little bit out there. Maybe He's saying that generation, meaning that in this time, the generations last a little bit longer. I, I don't know. I, I just know that it's at least you know thirty-eight to forty years. Okay. So when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth, what generation? That generation that's seeing those things. Okay? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Listen to this, folks. Take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, cares of this life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. Did you hear that? Okay, so, so I want to pause here just for a moment. Because I, I think there are many in this room, and I hope I could say that very genuinely. There are many in this room who are not drinking and carousing and all of that, right? But, but think about this. What about the weights of this life? I, I know there are many in this room, including me, that feel the weight of this life. I will tell you that it is a burden on me every day. And I think... Probably it's more intensified because I have you know, teenage grandchildren. I have younger grandchildren, as you already know. I, I know that many of you have children, and there are many of you who are young. So even if I'm seeing the birth pangs, and we are seeing the birth pangs, and as it's getting closer and closer to that time, just like labor upon a woman, they're going to get closer and more intense. And I think we're seeing that. So even if I don't make it, until Jesus splits the sky. Maybe I go home to be with Jesus before the rapture of the church, which hasn't been told here yet. Right? I still want to make sure that your kids, my kids, I, we, we have to leave. I'm going to keep beating this drum, people. My brothers, my son, I'm going to keep, I've got a grandson on the way. If I'm not here long and he doesn't get to hear his papa preaching, he better hear y'all. He, he better hear your mom and dad. Right? And, and you, better be able, you better be passing that seat. That's what we're seeing out in the streets right now. We're seeing a bunch of young people who have been indoctrinated and told lies all of these years. And because the foundation of the, the Western culture had to be brought down in order for the other to take over, the foundation of Western culture is Judeo-Christianity. It's not Judaism. It's Judeo-Christianity. It's God, the true and living God. The God of Israel. Listen, the God of Israel. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Yes. Not the God of Ishmael. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. That's who we... My brothers and sisters, the promise was Jesus. Came through Abraham just like God said. Hallelujah. So I don't want to be so weighed down with these cares that I, I'm no... Good that I'm always negative. And Michelle says, stop watching the news. <laughs> I just want to see this little bit. I just want to see if they cross the border. I just want to see. Come on. Uh, and then I always, <laughs> and I, I threw this at her. I'm going to throw it at you all in a minute. The Bible says, watch and pray. <laughs> oh, come on. But see, my brothers and sisters, this is the thing. I want to be able to speak to. I hope my grandchildren do ask questions. I, I, I heard a testimony. I, I listened to uh, Brother Loran this week. I, I can't remember which day. Whatever. 
But he, he uh, gave a testimony that one of his granddaughters, um, I, I don't know what age, she's a teenager, but she was having, they were having a sleepover at one of their friend's houses. And the young girls must have been talking about the current events. And they, were, they had questions. And so it's awesome. I, this, uh, girls, if you want to have your grandfather cut a back flip or try to cut one in front of you, here's what you need to do. <laughs> but they had questions. So his granddaughter said, I'm going to call my poppy. And so now you have a girl's, teenage girl sleepover and you have them on the phone with the head pastor of this huge church answering their questions. Hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, it's all not lost. It's all not lost. That needs to be our children, your children. Come on. See, it's all not lost. But it's because there's this foundation. There's, this, there's that thing that happens because in my house, in your house, in our houses, we have an altar to the Almighty God. But we cannot let the cares of this world, we cannot let the culture... Why do you think that for all of these years, multiculturalism has been so important? Why? So that you could break down the culture that was already here, that was based on Judeo-Christianity. So now me, me, we, you and I, we need to, listen, we need to, we need to establish, reestablish that Judeo-Christian culture in our homes. And guess what? When we come here, our children get to see, oh, it's not just my crazy grandfather. <laughs> right? All right. I'm going to remember you said it then. Verse 35. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore. Watch, Fox News. No, I didn't say that. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape what things? Oh. All these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. My brothers and sisters, remember, this is how I know. This, this, this is answered in different segments. Why? Because he said that you're going to be arrested. There's going to be some of these things that happen. Now he's talking about something else. And now we know what he's talking about. You've heard it from this pulpit. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 16. For the Lord Himself shall descend from the heavens with a shout. With the, right, amen? Right? With the trumpet of God, the voice of the archangel. The dead in Christ will rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus shall we always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these sayings. My brothers and sisters, that's talking about us being worthy to escape all of these things. Come on! That, if that doesn't make you happy, I mean, come on. We're not going to be in the middle of all of that stuff. The middle of the... Come on. See, but he didn't... He, the Holy Spirit, didn't say that through the Apostle once. Let me remind you, especially those of us who've been studying Corinthians together, way back in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning in verse 50. It won't be up there. Just listen. Write it down later. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. What is he talking about? Our bodies. Our bodies are, are, are corrupt, right? They, they perish. All right? Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all die. But we shall be changed. We shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the Lord himself shall descend from the heavens with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God. Amen? For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Hallelujah to God. Jesus did that for you. Jesus did that for me. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That excites me. I'm glad. But here's what, here's what the cares of this life get on me. I want to make sure everybody under the sound of my voice understands that. I want to make sure that my grandchildren and my children, I want to make sure grandchildren, your children, everybody understands that so that we can be ready. What does it tell us when you're seeing these things happening? Let me ask you something. And don't just give me the answer that you think that you should say because you're in church on Sunday. Do you, do you see these things happening right now? Yes. Man, yes. you don't even have to be a spiritual giant. I mean, you could be blind in one eye, can't see out the other, and it's happening. Come on. You don't have to be a spiritual giant. Well, these things happen for... No, these things didn't happen forever. And my brothers and sisters, it couldn't have happened in this context until 1948 when, you, when Israel became a, a sovereign nation. So now, it's, it, this is it. It's happening. We're, we're experiencing the birth pangs. We're in, we're in labor. My brothers and sisters, I want your children, my children, I want all of us to understand this and to do what Jesus said. What? Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Hallelujah. I'm going to go to Acts. Go with me to Acts. Um, some will be on the board, but we're going to begin. This is going to be chapter 1, verse 4. And now similar. This is where uh, Jesus is speaking, but only this time. It's after he had rose from the dead. That previous conversation when we were in Luke, that was before he was crucified. This conversation now, he's already been on the earth for all. He's, he's been risen from the dead, and now he's talking to them after he's been risen from the dead. Being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you should be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? So let me pause here for a moment. Do you, do you hear the question? The question now is in context of a Davidic kingdom. Lord, is that going to happen now where it's going to be like it was under David and Solomon, where we had Israel had their king on the throne and they were mighty and all their enemies were subdued? And you know, when under the Davidic reign and in Solomon reign, you know, that little slit of land that's about the size of New Jersey, Israel owned a lot more than that. Okay? And so now so okay, then that's it. Then then everything's set, right? That's what they're expecting. They still spiritually don't understand totally what this was all about. Even though he told them the kingdom of God can't be seen with your eyes. The kingdom of God is within you. But they're still looking for this Davidic kingdom, this, this, this reign of, of the Lord Jesus on earth, which is going to happen, but not like they're expecting. Amen? Amen? So look at verse 7 with me. And he said to them, Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you should be my witnesses. You should be witnesses to me, rather, in, in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. My brothers and sisters, we know that when he was speaking that and he said to the end of the earth, he couldn't have meant them. They did travel. Absolutely did. They did travel. But my brothers and sisters, that was for his people, Christians, that we were going to be disciples and we were going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be his witnesses. Amen? Amen? He was speaking out there. None of them made it to America. The Apostle Paul had a wide swath, Asia Minor, amen? Part of Europe, right? Come on. 
we know that uh, Thomas, I mean, everybody, they, they, they scattered when, when, the, when the persecution came, part of which was from Paul. They scattered. They started moving out, except for those that stayed in Jerusalem. They headquartered in Jerusalem. My brothers and sisters, he's speaking to his church. He's speaking to us. So we know that he's speaking to, he's, not, he's speaking geography, but he's also in that speaking chronology. Why? Because they didn't have access to the ends of the earth back then yet. And, he, and Jesus knew it. So hallelujah. But my brothers and sisters, again, I know that this is not news to you. But we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. It is, it, many of us in this room that have raised young people, I mean, it's difficult because they're hearing so many things from out there. So we're trying to do this, trying to juggle our jobs, trying to juggle you know, my, managing finances, trying to juggle taking care of our ch children, trying to juggle all of the things that we have in this life, but then being able to be consistent enough and to be, listen, and to be walking by Holy Spirit enough that our, that our young people see a consistent example. Come on. Now, I'm not trying to cast any spurgeons on anybody and say, well, we're not doing a good job. I'm, no, no, you and God. But I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, what I am saying, and I hope you get this point, without Holy Spirit, we cannot do it. No, my mom and I keep saying this, and I'm going to say it again. My mom and dad were decent people. They weren't born again, but they did. Again, back then, the culture was different. They did raise us according to a certain ethic, a certain guideline. Amen? Amen. Right? That was a little bit easier than because it was part of the culture then. There was always those things, you know, every generation pushes it a little bit. But my brothers and sisters, right now, and this is, I think, what we're seeing, it's so far gone now that you literally have young people praising people again that have done such horrid things. Yes. That's how bad it's gotten. It literally has gotten so bad in this culture that we're actually promoting young people being able to have operations to try to change them to the opposite sex and not let the parents get involved. How far have we slipped? Now, I could stand here and I... See, these are just things, my brothers and sisters, that it's really easy for a pastor or, or a preacher or a minister, oh, look how rotten the world is and all that. It's rotten. But my point is, that puts pressure on all of us. Why? Because our kids are being bombarded with this stuff morning, noon, and night in cartoons, in Disney, all of this stuff. It's just constant. And again, now added to the fact that they want to eliminate parents from any part of the educational system whatsoever. So it puts even more pressure on you. We are a community. We should help each other. That doesn't mean Miss Catherine gets to take her slipper off and <laughs> reprimand your children. That doesn't mean that, Catherine. I'm just saying. That kind of, no, 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 no. But, but what I am saying is how we do that is we are consistent. We love one another. I'm, I'm happy we have different shapes, sizes, colors, ethnic backgrounds in this small congregation. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what our children need to see. They're God is no respecter of person. He's no respecter of ethnicity, of color. He's no, he's no respecter of any gender. God died for all people. And that's what we need to be shown. Listen, and we also need to, again, reiterate and, and really be able to not jam it down our children's throat, but to teach. 
that God is the one who determined male and female. God is the one who determined marriage. God is the one. And that same God is going to come and get you. That same God loves you so much. That God loves you so much that He died for you. And then we show them Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But my brothers and sisters, I can't do that without Holy Spirit. And, and I know I've preached and taught, and many of you need me to preach and teach you. You already knew some of these things that I'm about to say to you, and some of the things, in fact, I've already said. But we need to be reminded. Back in 012, you're going to hear this again. I'm so sorry. But back in 012, when I, when I told you that this, thing, this was going to happen, it, we're right in the middle of it now. And I said the church needs what? Revival. And what I, what I mean by that is not that we're going to go and set a tent someplace and I'm going to bring the snakes and I'm going to dance with snakes. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. And see, and look at, see the reaction that we have? And we should. That's, that's ridiculous. But that's the kind of stuff that has happened. Or we're going to have an all-nighter and we're going to start singing and praising God and the rock band is going to get up there and our young people, everybody's going to, that's fine. You can have an experience with the Lord that way. I'm not trying to minimize that. But if that's what it is, then that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about, a revival, the church needs to get down on its knees and say, Lord, we failed you in this area. Lord, I've done this. Help me, Lord, to be everything that you've called me to be so that then I can help my brother and my sisters. Amen? That's revival. Revival has to start here. It starts right here. We come to the decision. You know what? I've made a mistake. Yeah, I went down to that altar and I asked Jesus into my life, but have I really been following Him? That's what we need in the church. And then, my brothers and sisters, when we come together, our young people see something totally different. These people really do love each other. I've, I've seen people say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And they give a little hug and a little pat on the back. No, these people really do love each other. There's something different about these. And then, listen, then, we lay, then all of a sudden, maybe we become a little bit more credible with our young people. Is that a, is that a possibility? Not too much, but a little. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so now let me, let me go, I want to uh, just go a little bit further now. We're going to go to 2 Timothy, and I'll read it, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning in verse 8. 2 Timothy 1, 8. Now remember, this is the bishop, this is the, this is the Apostle Paul, the older minister who started all of these churches. And now he's speaking to a young minister, he's speaking to his young protege, Timothy. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings. See, I, I know that this doesn't really... I, 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 I saw the other day, I, had a, I, I just told Michelle, I can't take it anymore. I see that guy up there, he's, 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 he's advertising this new app that you get on the phone, and he's, hey, and your best life is just ahead of you. Well, your best life is all ahead of you if you know that your best life is in heaven. But if you're talking about your best life here on earth because it's, your blessing is right around the corner. No. No. Your best life is ahead of you here, but your very best life is up there. Your best life or a better life can be had here if you're following Jesus closer Amen. and closer and closer. But your best life is not going to come until you see him face to face. Hallelujah. So I'm not going to be one of those peddlers of, hey, come to my church or believe like we believe. And your blessing is right around the corner. You're a winner. <laughs> You're a winner. Somebody's got to lose. I'm just telling you, somebody's got to lose. 
I'm going to tell you today, you're going to go home, you're going to watch some football games, and the team that you like is going to either win or lose, and you're going to either be disappointed or you're going to be happy. But someone's going home, and they lost. And because we can, now even in the culture, we got so afraid of telling young people about failing, about, you know, not everybody is a winner. Every, no, sometimes you lose. And you know what you do? You get back up, you work a little bit harder, and then maybe you win the next one. So now we got a bunch of little wimps and sissies. Can I say that? So now whenever something bad happens, it's the end of the world. Somebody dislikes you on a platform and... <gasps> now, if you want to argue with me, save it. Argue with this statistic. More young people are killing themselves right now yes. than ever before. Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. Yes. Yes, they are. So, it's whatever we did... It ain't working. Oh, and we remember, I remember preaching it from the pulpit on, on Fifth Street. I remember, I, I remember almost like it was yesterday. I remember, remember, they were, stop, they were not going to mark the papers in red ink anymore because it was offensive to the kids. They didn't want to hurt the kids. Man, I had them teachers, they didn't care. You stink! <laughs> I better get better. <laughs> Come on. See, that, that helps you. What helps you? What? It trains you so you're not such a little snowflake. Now, something goes wrong, everybody wants to shoot up the place. I didn't get my way. Brrr, come on. See, and, and, and we're not around. You know what I'm saying is true. How did I get there? I don't know. Suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. There it is. There it is. Watch. It's back in verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. You see what that, that, that means everything. Those last few words mean everything. I didn't give you that one? Did I give you that one? No? Second Timothy 1. You got it? Oh my gosh. My bad, not his. So look. For the sufferings of the, of the gospel according to the power of God. You know what, you know what that means? That means, look. You're going to be empowered by God to go through those things. Right? So watch. So now, you know, i got to be honest with you. Have anybody in this room besides me, that's why I don't have a big congregation because I'll tell you how rotten I am, I guess. Have you ever said, man, I can't take this anymore? <laughs> right? Then you, then you, look, when you get to that point, that's when you say, God, I can't take this anymore, but now let's finish the sentence. But you can. So, Lord, please help me. Lord, let your strength be perfect now in my weakness. Come on. That's totally scriptural. That, my brothers and sisters, that's where we need to be. So it's not bad to be weak. It's bad to be weak and then give up. It's bad to be weak and then count on plan A, B, C, D, E, F. No, it's, it's okay to be weak because His strength is made perfect in our weakness. If we in our weakness are able to say, God, be my strength. This is what this scripture is saying. We're going to suffer. We're going to suffer according to the power of God. We're going to be through this suffering. We're going to make it through this suffering by His power. Amen. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. We were called by holiness to holiness. Amen. 
So we can't act like every other swinging so-and-so in this world and think that we're going to have God's power in us to carry us through some of these things. We're suffering for that reason. For what reason? Because we're just like everybody else. Yes. And, and you know what? Let me say this, too. Also, as if I'm trying to be a Christian in my own power, but I also am kind of skating on that line. I'm kind of walking that line a little bit. It's worse. I really think I'm doing myself worse because I'm not really succeeding on this side and I'm not really wholeheartedly succeeding on this side. So I find myself trapped between these two worlds and all of a sudden it's no, it, just, it doesn't work for me. So I'm either going to just totally get engulfed in this. It's very difficult to really do this unless I have some support from somebody. Come on. Come on. See, that's so important. So let me just remind you of a couple of other scriptures that are really going to make you happy. 2 Timothy 3.12. Yes. Are you ready to smile? And all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Yeah! See, as silly and, come, come on, I'm not trying to be uh, in any way um, um, you know, to distract or take away from the Word of God. But see, that's the way we look at it. Well, suffering, then no, that, I can't be that. Why? And especially now that we have generations, a couple of generations of young people who we've coddled and who we've said, if something's going wrong, it's either somebody else's fault or we're going to fix it. You're not wrong, they're wrong. The new math where 2 plus 2 could be, what do you think it means? What do you, what? Let me just tell you, it's the same thing as it was before the beginning of time. 2 plus 2 is 4, not 5, 6, 8, or whatever you feel it is. There's one truth. Amen. Come on. But when we do that, that's what happens. Right? All who, suffer, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Will. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Where? In Him. In Him you have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation or trouble, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. See, I, I haven't hit you with any scripture that you don't already know. Amen. Let me give you another one. Romans 8, 16, 17. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If, indeed, if, you see that if? If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Suffer with who? Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, I could stand up here and, and you know spit and spew and get all excited and stuff and just sweat my through this shirt. <laughs> but but here's the thing. That, that's all well and good, but really, what does all this mean? This, my brothers and sisters, this means we're living in a very specific, some takeaways, some bullet points right now. We're living in a very specific time right now. And we're called to watch and pray. But it also is going to cost us something. It also tells us very specifically, especially in the, in the condition that we find ourselves in right now as it relates to the culture, politically, and, and the whole nine yards. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be canceled. We'll, we'll probably be thrown off some of these platforms in the not-too-distant future. Have we ever been thrown off before? Yet? Not yet? Thank God. Man, that means I've got to get more fierce. What the heck is going on? I better start stepping it up, huh? But, you know, my brothers and sisters, pretty soon that's going to happen. And we've seen other people uh, canceled because of their stance as it relates to, I think, um, 
I think my daughter Angela has suffered at work. Uh, you'll have to fly the pride flag or, or whatever, and she took it down and had to answer for it. And there's some things that happen, and, it, and it's going to continue to happen. Thank God she stood, and thank God she didn't get, lose her job. But even if she did lose her job, God will give her, God will give her another one. God's going to, so, so my brothers and sisters, look, we need, to be, we need to be very cautious and careful. And the point is, you know, we're living in this time. We need to watch and pray, but we need the Holy Spirit because we are going to suffer. And when you are a generation or more than one generation who have been coddled and don't know about anything negative, no, suffer any negative circumstances, you're going to fold like a house of cards. And that's what they're counting on. That's what they're counting on, that you're going to, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to be made to look bad. I don't want this. I don't want to be canceled. I don't want to lose my job, so I'm going to have to compromise with the culture, right? But that's not, that's, that's not what the Scripture is teaching us, right? All right. So I've used uh, examples in, in recent past. Remember, uh, Dave, in, in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30, Remember David, this is when David's in exile from Israel while Saul was trying to kill him. But uh, David is going out and he's supposedly fighting the king's battles, the Philistine king. He's fighting his battles for him and, and going against Israel, but he's actually uh, defeating some of the enemies of Israel. And so he says to the king, he, he bargains with him and he gets that, that land Siklag, right? Remember? So remember, uh, David and his uh, fighting men, 600 of them, they go out and they're fighting. While they're going out fighting, the Amalekites come in and they take everything. They take everything. So David and his men come back. Do you guys remember this, right? David and his men come back and they start weeping. They, they can't weep anymore. Their wives, their children, all their livestock, everything's gone. They lost it all. And so some of them actually start thinking about stoning David to death. You know, it's his fault. Yeah. Now David also is weeping. He lost his family. He lost a couple of wives. He lost children. He lost everything. And now not only did he lose everything, but now he has people against him. His 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 people that he fought shoulder with shoulder, his best army buddies, his, his people that they, they, they live and die with each other, his people, now are, some of them are thinking about killing him. Is that a tough day? No, think about that. If I lost my wife, I would be brokenhearted. I, I, would, be, I would be somewhat comforted because I know she's going to be with Jesus. I'd be a little bit jealous. But do you understand? That would, that would be a part of me gone. God forbid anything happened to anybody close to us. Right? You know, we lose. Could you imagine just, you know, one day you, you know, all of a sudden for whatever reason, culturally things change and because you're not walking by the, the beat of their drum, they take everything away from you? Because it has happened before and it will happen in the future. Well, they will take everything. Could you imagine that? And, and then having people in your family against you. I know, you know what, there have been times, and maybe in some of your families, and I've just heard some uh, recently some testimonies of people who um, really had a hard time with people who would not take the COVID-19 vaccination. I mean, literally, there was some almost like duke them out and just bad words crossed and just at almost getting physical because, you know, you're going to kill your family, you're going to kill people if you don't get that shot, blah, 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 this and that. And the other people standing up, I'm not getting that shot. You, do you understand what I'm saying to you? So you have all of this stuff, but not even to the degree that David suffers. So I can imagine. So what does David do? He ran. He, he ran away from his guys as quick as he can. Right? No, I'm glad nobody said amen. I see some head shaking. So you know the story. No, he didn't. 
He said to get that, get the ephod from the priest. He got the ephod from, from the priest and he went and he prayed. He sought the Lord. Now remember last week, how do you, how do you smell to God? Was, you remember that sermon? That, that sweet aroma. Remember that? So now watch. That prayer goes up to God and to God it's a sweet aroma. It's incense going up to God. David. David. Imperfect. But in that moment, God is God. I, God, what shall I do? See, God, what shall I do? God, shall I pursue? Not God, protect me from my men. Not God, God, what shall I do? What's my next move? God, shall I pursue? God heard him as that prayer rose like incense. It was a sweet aroma to God. And God heard that prayer. And he answered him. And he gave him the victory. Go, pursue, and you will recover all. All. All of their livestock, all of their family, all. Amen? Amen. So remember also that other uh, example that we talked about, and I think I even spoke about this one last week. Remember Paul and Silas who were locked up in prison? Yeah. Right? And so they're locked up in prison. They're in stocks, man. They're in, they're in lockdown, man. They, they're, they're in the stinkiest, dirtiest part of that prison, the most secure part of that prison. They're in lockdown. They are in the midnight hour, instead of murmuring and complaining, they're singing praises to the Lord. There's no, I bet you they were singing some of David's psalms to the Lord. Right? They had them memorized. They're, they're singing the psalms of David, I, I'm guaranteeing, to the Lord. And we know what happened. That is, that is lifted up before the Lord and it's a sweet incense. There was a sweet aroma to the Lord and the Lord did something. Causes an earthquake. And my brothers and sisters, again, I want to say to you, that sweet incense, and as we were studying last week, that became the aroma of life to the other prisoners that were there with them because they didn't leave. And even to the jailer and to his family, that became the aroma of life, remember? It's awesome stuff. But now I want to bring you to another point. Remember, um, this was early church. Now they're baptized with the Holy Ghost. And it's the early church. And you know, I love, this, I love this story, and I've referred to it so many times, but it's in Acts chapter 4. It's Peter and John going to the temple. And they're going to the temple on their way in. They pass the gate beautiful, and there's that lame man begging for alms at the gate beautiful. Right? So he's begging there. That's what he does. He's begging there, trying to get a hold of the church people. So the church people throw some alms in there. Amen? And so what happens? Paul, I mean, Peter goes up, looks him dead in the face. See, not like me when I stop by there and there's that guy holding the sign and I'm not sure if he's going to buy drugs or not, trying not to make eye contact, but sometimes I just give it to him anyway. But you understand, Peter did not shrug. He did not try to go another way. He, he looked him dead in the eye. Gold and silver have I none, such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise and walk. And he walked. And so now they, Peter and John are having to stand in front of the same people that killed Jesus. They, these are the ones that basically handed down that cruel, cold, and it, they, they did it. And now they're standing before them. The same Peter that, by the way, told Jesus the night before he died, I will never leave you. I even have to die with you. And then that same night, not too many hours later, said... I don't even know him. Three times. Now something different happened. What happened? He was baptized with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized with the Holy Ghost and power. So now 
He's brought before the same body, the Sanhedrin, and he and John are having to stand and give answer for what they did. And you know the story. I'm, I'm, they, so let me just, I'm going to jump ahead now to verse 23 of chapter 4. And I'll begin reading in verse 23. Being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David had said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. My brothers and sisters, that is what's happening from then till now and forever until God puts an end to it. You know, listen. Remember what God told Samuel when Samuel was distraught about the children of Israel calling out for a king? Do you remember that? And, and he was distraught. Samuel was very distraught. And, 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 and God told him, listen, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. My brothers and sisters, when they're disrespecting you, when you're, when you're in Christ, come on now, let's be real now. You, you can't be one of those you know, up and down Christians and think, oh, they're just against me because I'm a Christian. No, because half the time you're not a Christian. If you are in Christ and you're being called out or you're being, listen, you're being canceled or whatever it is because they're not disrespecting you, they're disrespecting Christ. Amen? Amen. That happens. So look, um, I, I, just, I, I just love this because they're being told you can't preach in that name. You can't. God knew that all this was going to happen. It's not different. It's happening now. We have to be different. Amen? Verse 27. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Look at verse 29 with me. Now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Do you see that? My brothers and sisters, look, it's, I, I, I try to picture this stuff, how it might have happened. So they get let go and now they're going to a group of Christians, a group of other disciples. I, it doesn't say who exactly was there. This doesn't mean that it was James, John, or James and, and other James. It doesn't, doesn't say that. But what it, it could have been just family members. It could have been some of the women. Whoever it was, they got together and they prayed. They prayed. And, and look at what they prayed. Look upon their thing. Give us boldness. Don't. God, fire them up for us. God, Smite them for us. No. God, they're bringing this against your holy man, Jesus. This is bringing against your holy servant, Jesus. This is against him. My brothers and sisters, give us boldness, he's saying, so that we may speak your word. Don't let this be a deterrent to us. The human side of us would probably... No. Father, give us more boldness that we would be even more bold to speak the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. They're praying this together. Hallelujah. And look what it says. Stretching out your hand to heal. Well, he's speaking specifically that had already healed that lame man, right? Yeah. See, he didn't say, he healed him. You healed him. Amen? Amen? Yeah. You healed him. Yeah. Hallelujah. And signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, 
Jesus. My brothers and sisters, this is not a bad thing. And I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters, this is part of the thing that our young people need to see. They need to see the miracle power of Jesus. I would tell you, um, some of you may be familiar with Francis Chan. He gave a testimony, and I can't remember what foreign land he was going into. But he went into a farm like him and his family. And they went into a, a tribal community. And I can't remember. Please forgive me. But it might have been in the Philippines. I just can't remember. But whoever it was, they spoke a different language. So he had to have an interpreter with him. And Francis Chan has really come a, away. He, he wasn't brought up in the full gospel. But he said, even by his own mouth, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to paraphrase what he said, but he had, he, he had to have some kind of an awakening now to some of these signs, wonders, and miracles. So now he's getting ready to go into this place where these this tribal community and he's saying to the lord basically lord you know I, I i need to i need to walk in the same power i need to have i'm going in there just trying to preach this gospel to people have never they don't know anything about it i'm trying to go in there and preach it how am i going to and so he's begging the lord you did it with signs wonders and miracles then would you please do? and guess what my brother sister he came back with a testimony blind eyes being opened all kind of physical uh, maladies being taken care of. And he was even taken back by it. He asked God to do it. My brothers and sisters, it has a place. It has a place. And just because we failed for however many years, or we've made a mockery of it, or they've made a show out of it, and they've corrupted it, that doesn't mean that God stopped doing it. He's no respecter of person. He did it for them, He'll do it for you. My brothers and sisters, we need the power of the Holy Ghost so that our kids do know that there is a God in this Christian church. There is a God. It's not just this book or a group of people that say a few scriptures and then go out there and live like everybody else. These people are different. What's different about you? What's different about me? Come on. And when we get to that place, my brothers and sisters, where we can come together and we pray, look at what happened. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. Hallelujah! Well, wait a minute. They were already baptized with the Holy Ghost. Remember? The day of Pentecost happened two chapters before that. They got more. They got more. So I don't, I'm not trying to demean anybody's theology or the church you came from where they told you, because they told me that once you get baptized, that's all the Holy Ghost you're ever going to get. That's not what the Scripture says. We read one portion right there, and we also read another portion which you've heard me quote, and you know it says in Ephesians, be ye being filled with the Holy Ghost. Being a, always in a process of being filled. Amen? Hallelujah. My brothers, I want to be filled and sisters, I want to be filled to running over. Not so that I can be famous. Not so that I can lay my hands on the sick. And not so that I can be the next blankety blank. No. And get more money. Get better suits. No. No. Have a bigger building. No. A little bit more bling. No. I want our kids to know that the same Jesus that died on that cross, the same Jesus that got up out of that tomb alive, that same Jesus that showed up by His Spirit at Pentecost, that same Jesus is alive and well today. Amen. And He still loves His church the way He loved it back then. Hallelujah. Did He love them more than us? No. He died for you. There's no reason why, my brothers and sisters, we can't operate in that same anointing that they had. Well, there is us. It's not him. Hallelujah! <laughs>
Let's go back to Luke 21. Remember, we're, we're, watch, therefore, and pray. How much? How much? Always. Pray always. Pray always. My brothers and sisters, we need to be praying, but we need to pray together. We need to go ahead and we need to know, listen, we need to have faith, common ground in the very basics of, of, of what this gospel says, the truth of God. And we need to stand on it. And when we pray for each other, have faith, then let's check on each other. And then, listen, I've prayed for people and have had them healed instantly, but I've also prayed for people and not have them healed for a while. I've prayed for myself and not have had the realization, you know, until I just said, okay, God, forget it. Heal me now or heal me when I get up there, either way. And guess what? I got to, I was at a point, I have three broken bones on my back. I was at a point where it was, I had to roll, tell them if I'm lying, I had to roll myself out of bed in the morning. God heal my back. God heal my back. They told me that by now I would be walking with dragging a foot because the calcification where the spinal cord goes through the whatever. I'm not a doctor, thank God. Anyway, my brothers and sisters, that didn't happen. But I just told God, okay, God, listen, heal me now or heal me up there. Either way, I'm healed. And after a little while, guess what? I don't have to roll out of bed anymore. Now, I'm not going to tell you that my back is perfectly normal. Now I'm old. Tough crowd. But do you understand? If we don't get disappointed or we don't say our faith failed or God failed or what. No, God, listen, I'm going to ask you. Didn't happen? Okay, God, search me. Am I asking to miss? What's the true nature? Why is, what, what am I, what's my true motivation for asking for this thing? Is it so that I could use it on my own personal loss? Is it for my own... My own fame? Is it for me? Is it something that personal gain? Or, or what is it? Do I want affirmation from the people around me? Or do I want affirmation from you? And so if I do this, that means I'm okay with you? Are you, are you hearing everything that I'm saying right now? Because it's true. Come on. I think that everything that I just said, somebody in this room could be uh, relate to something like that. Amen? Amen? I can. My brothers and sisters, we need to understand that the Holy Ghost is with us. Yes. Are we with Him? Are we with Him? Pray. See, the, these things are so important. When I see Scripture like that where people get together and pray, and when they got together and they prayed, and they prayed not that their situation would change, not that the heat would be taken off of them. No. That they would be able to stand the heat better. God, give us boldness that we'd be able to... This won't intimidate us. God, give us more strength. Give us more inner strength that we can go ahead and preach your word regardless of what we're coming up against. And they pray that prayer. And God received it as a sweet incense. The aroma of a sweet incense. And He did something. My brothers and my sisters, that's what we need. That's what we need. So let's pray. In this moment. Listen. Let's just take a few minutes. Stand, kneel, sit, whatever you want to do. Pray out loud, pray silently. But let's pray. 
Now, before we start, let, let, us, let us really do follow the scripture right now. What do you think, what would you like to pray for? What could we pray commonly? I know you're going to have some specific needs for yourself and for your family, and I expect that you'll pray about that. But what can we pray in common? Help Israel. Amen. Anything else? People to wake up and see the reality. Amen. Pray for our government. Our church. Young people. Okay. So look, let's pray. Let's go to him in prayer. If the Lord leads you to pray for something and it's but make sure it's the Lord, go ahead and say it out loud. Let us agree with you. I'll say some things. I'd love for you to, and it'll be about some of the things that we've just discussed. But let's get an agreement. But, but listen, the Holy Spirit is here. And let me, let me, let's do this. Lord, I, with all the sincerity of my heart right now, Lord, if there is anything that we've done to offend you, whether it be just before we walked in this building, whether it be between now and the last time we spoke to you, no matter when, it, Father, if there's anything that is offensive that will not allow our prayers to reach you as a sweet aroma, a sweet incense, Lord, would you please reveal that to us? And as you're doing that, Lord, would you please grant us forgiveness as we confess it to you, Lord? Whether we let some things cross our lips that shouldn't have crossed our lips whether we've had a thought or we held a grudge or whatever the case may be. Lord, whether we partook of something that we should not have partaken of, Lord, we ask that you would forgive us. With all sincerity, Lord, we come before you asking you to clean us. Clean us with your blood. The only way that we can be made clean. Lord, I ask that you would forgive us, those of us who have been involved in this ministry for a long time, or maybe those of us who have been you know, part of your church, but maybe, Lord, we haven't really done everything that you've called us to do. Or maybe, Lord, we've got a little bit complacent or we've relaxed. Um, Lord, forgive us. And now, Lord, at this point, we ask that this be a spiritual marker, that this point right here, right now, Lord, that we come before you asking for forgiveness and at the same time, Lord, that you would touch us with a fresh touch, that you would anoint us. Father, that we would be more determined to be your people in this lost and dying world. Lord, we may not be called to preach, but we may. Lord, we may be called to lay hands on the sick. Lord, we may be called just to be that friend. We may be have a spirit of hospitality. Lord, whatever the giftings and the anointings are that you've called us to, Lord, forgive us for not operating in those. Forgive us for maybe being a little complacent in those. And now, Lord, please, Give us power and strength that only can come from you. And Lord, I pray that as you give us these assignments and as we stay true to the assignments, Lord, I pray that you would, by your Holy Spirit, perform signs, 
wonders, and miracles, not for our glory, not for our fame, Lord, but for your glory and for your fame. Lord, let our young people see that there is a God in this Christian church. There is a God who is alive. There is a God who is powerful. There is a God who is all-knowing, but a God who loves them, who is not willing, Lord, that they should suffer, but at the same time only suffer for your sake, not suffer in silence or in solace, not suffer, Lord, without anyone to comfort or strengthen, but, Lord, at the same time that they suffer the normal things that people suffer in this life, Lord, that they can have peace and strength and joy right in the middle of it because you are a God who is a mighty God, a powerful God, a God who loves them. So help us, Lord, and let your signs and wonders flow from this body of believers. Lord, I pray that this prayer would be a, a spiritual marker for all of us, for all of us. And now as we come before you, Lord, and even making our intercession for Israel, Lord, you know what's happening. It doesn't take you by surprise. Lord, I don't know if this is the time when all of our enemies will close in, but Lord, you do. So Lord, we pray that you would protect Israel, that Lord, you would have their back. Father, in Jesus' name, we know because your word says that they're going to suffer, but Lord, I pray that in the middle of the suffering, that they would cry out for their Messiah, Jesus, and they would even be strengthened they would even be comforted and granted peace, even in, amongst such a negative, such a terrible situation. Jesus be their God. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for our government, for the politicians, for our leaders in the United States of America. Lord, though they, be, though they be many that are deceitful, though they be many that are in it for power and for money, Father, I know that you have people that are your people. And I pray, Lord, that they would have boldness and they will rise up. And they will be your representatives no matter what place in Congress, no matter what place in the cabinet, no matter what place they are in our government, that they would be bold, that they would stand up. And Father, for all of those who are your enemies, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would cause their heart to turn that they would see something in the middle of this because of your people. They would no longer be ignorant. Father, and then somehow, Lord, some way we... I pray, Lord, that our young people would see Jesus in us, in, 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 in the people that are calling you by name. Father, do something different in us, through us, so that our children would see Lord, I, I, my heart, I, I just can't get off. Father, our children, our young people, Lord, they're being bombarded with lies. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us again to speak boldly with signs and wonders. But Lord, help us to walk in the truth that we speak. Help us, Lord not to be influenced by the culture, not to take the easy way. Father, in Jesus' name, strengthen us that we may walk worthy of the calling and that our children would see you in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord, for this body of believers. Thank you, Lord, for the families that are represented in this room. Lord, I pray that, yes, Lord, again, that you would bless us with your Holy Spirit. But, Lord, more than that, I pray that you would just bless us with your presence. Lord, I pray and thank you that these people are called by your name. I thank you, Lord, that you're doing a work in us, on us, and through us. I thank you, Lord, that this body is your body. Hallelujah. Be blessed by this body. In your name, Jesus, we pray all of this. We pray that this would be a sweet aroma, Lord God, and that you would do the work through us, in us. Amen? Amen. Folks, I, I, I just, there's so, it's just always for me goes back to the young people. So that's me. But that doesn't have to be you. You know, there's, maybe there's some specifics that, that you want to pray. Man, let's bring it if you want to join hands with me or whoever. We'll, we'll, we'll hang around and we'll join hands. If there's something really specific that you want to touch and agree on, I'm going to hang out. And I know there'll be other people that will hang out as well. But let's, let's, let's do that. Let's be more serious about everything. Amen? Not, not, I'm not saying... Uh, uh, can we... Let, let me just do this. Hallelujah. Thank you for all who are watching. If you saw with us, thank you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. To this body. You know what? No matter what's happening, no matter what you need, look around you. We're here for each other. I don't care what you did, how you did it. If you slipped and fell, I don't. I, don't be ashamed. I slipped last week. Come on. If you need something. If you just need somebody to pray with you, if you need some physical, if there's a physical need, look around you. This is what we're here for. And if we could, my brothers and sisters, if we get serious about taking the time on Sundays or Wednesdays, if you can come on Wednesday, come. But if we could take the time and use it for prayer, and I don't always want to be the one to pray, to be honest with you. Pray. God will move. God will move. The scripture is very, to me, is very plain. And even those scriptures that we shared last week out of Revelation, remember the bowl? It was the prayer of the saints that was lifted before God. Does it sound like God takes our prayers seriously? He most certainly does. So let's be more, I'm, I'm going to pray until God tells me not to. I'm going to continue to do what we've been doing. We're praying a little bit more. Amen. And so I hope that doesn't turn you off or whatever. But what I, what I hope it does do is get you motivated. Let's bring it. Let's bring it before God. Amen.